0: This week's 4 Questions Journalist Spotlight is brought to you by Left's Atlanta Media, Atlanta's best journalist database. Subscribe at leftsatlantamedia.com.
1: Welcome to another edition of our 4 Questions Journalist Spotlight. We are talking today with Jerry Carnes with 11 Alive, WXIA-TV in Atlanta. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning. How are you, Mitch? Good, good, good. It's a a lovely... uh, Fairly sunny afternoon or morning? Is it morning? I don't know what time it is. It is
0: morning. It's, it's, morning it's, and day is afternoon all run together for. Yeah, it,
1: it, it does, and you know people watch these t- any time of day. So it, it's it's afternoon wherever you are, right? It's, uh, it's <laughs> what is, what's it, it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> uh, well, I want to talk to you about kind of your role at at Channel Eleven, and I know uh, you've got a uh, kind of something new that you're doing, uh, but but let's talk first about kind of. Your your kind of your journalism background. What what brought you to to Channel Eleven and and where you are now?
0: Um, yeah, so I went to the University of Georgia out of uh, Gainesville, Florida. Believe it or not, I grew up a Gator fan, so going to the University of Georgia was uh, something a little bit different. Um, but my mom and dad are from a town sort of kind of near Athens, Eatonton, Georgia. And um, when I graduated from high school, I thought about possibly you know, kind of stretching out and going someplace different. So I attended the University of Georgia, kind of stumbled into journalism school. I uh, was initially majoring in political science and didn't really know what I was going to do with that. So I realized I'm going to have to find a career somewhere and just started thinking about it and uh, how much I enjoy storytelling. I I just really enjoy that, uh, be it the spoken word or written word. So I decided to give journalism a try. Graduated in 1982, worked um, at WRBL TV in Columbus for a couple of years, then moved to WAAY TV um, in Huntsville, Alabama, spent about a year there, then was hired at um, WSPA TV, which was a really interesting um, market to work in because it's a hyphenated market. We call it as Greenville, Asheville, Spartanburg. I worked for the Spartanburg Station, but in the Greenville Bureau. So I got married, uh, started the job there. Uh, working in a bureau really puts a lot on you to, you know, you really have to be self-sufficient when you're working in a bureau. You don't have the news director or the or the assignment desk hovering right over you. You really have to come up with your own stories. I, I grew a lot during those three and a half years I was there and then was hired initially at WXIA to work in this bureau. They knew I had experience working in a bureau, and I'd gone to the University of Georgia, so I worked in Athens five years. And then my career has just kind of progressed from there. Spent five years in the Bureau, um, moved, they moved me to Atlanta in 1994, where I worked as general assignment uh, for most of my career. I did spend, I think, a couple of years in an investigative unit. Um, then in 2013, I asked to kind of focus on something different other than general assignment. They moved me to focusing on traffic, which was uh the... the um I was the uh commuter dude. So I've been a dude and then I moved to white guy. <laughs> and um it it's uh it, both of those franchises kind of ran their course, I guess you'd say. And then I am working now focusing more on we have a franchise called uh verify, where we take um popular viral claims and check them out and um either verify or debunk those claims. And in addition to that, I'm, I'm also turning other stories that are unique for the morning show. I've been focusing since 2013 on the morning show and try to turn unique, um, uh, stories for specifically for our morning show. So that's kind of in a nutshell, the, the progress of my career.
1: So Ver, and Verify is, um, kind of syndicated across your, your sister stations, right?
0: Correct. Yeah. It's a, it's a creation, I think, of Tegna. Um, and so we we share all those stories and, and um, I'll be I'll be focusing specifically or, or mostly on local verifies.
1: So so more metro Atlanta verifies. Mm-hmm. OK. Or state of
0: Georgia or regional. that kind of
1: OK. Yeah, I, it's interesting. I, I, I've noticed that a couple of your different colleagues work on that. And sometimes something will show up on, on a verifier where I think,
0: oh, OK, that's nice
1: because it, yeah. it yeah. pops up on five or six. Stations in different markets, which is always good.
0: Yeah, my wife and I were on vacation out in Oregon, and we we were in Portland, and I totally forgotten that there was a you know. And when you're a news guy, you turn the TV on and you, you watch the <laughs> local news. And I turned it on the Tegna station, and I looked at my wife and I said, e- "Stories pops up here. Well, while I'm on vacation. I'm leaving the <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> see myself. I don't want to see myself on TV in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> but and, it's and, always a possibility.
1: And and did it did it pop up? You
0: no. Know, well, funny thing is um Julie Wolf who used to be a reporter with us is now the news director in Seattle Washington so right. she was state north of, north of us and as i'm saying that to my wife she texts me a picture of me on her television screen in Seattle uh, doing one of my stories that they were that they were airing there so i thought well if we'd been in Seattle right now, i would have seen myself on television which yeah.
1: <laughs> well it, it's funny you realize when you travel that uh, you know that the, the the sister stations use, you know, the graphics are the same, and a lot of the mm-hmm. promos are either the same or tailored a little bit. I saw, I was in uh, Saint Augustine last week, and I saw a couple of things like, okay, that's that looks just like Channel Two. That one looks looks like Channel Eleven. Yep. I'm kind of watching. We were watching more weather last week than we usually watch on vacation. But, you and everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we were in Florida, so it was it was. It was warmer, but it was it, it was still kind of chill chill in the air as we got to mm-hmm. the end, end of the week. So, not quite the the warm Florida vacation that uh, exactly that we usually do. Um, all right. So let see. So shift wise, are you working kind of a more nine to five ish?
0: Oh yeah. no no no! That all changed in twenty thirteen, and yeah. in fact, I've been on vacation the last week, and you really never adjust to normal life. You know, I I've, I'm still waking up at three in the morning and thinking that I need to get up I which is I usually get up at 1 a.m to go to work and, and so sleeping till three but I've I've slowly over the past week I've convinced my brain you can go back to sleep it's okay <laughs> and I might sleep till five or six um, but you know come Monday morning it's right back to the getting up at one in the morning and uh, we'll see how the shock that that it's always going back and forth weekends, or a challenge, yeah. you know, yeah. you're up early on Saturday morning and then a little bit later on Sunday. And then you have to pop back into the routine. And, um, it's, it's a little jarring. I guess the
1: question is, how, how's your wife adjusting to that?
0: She, uh, <laughs> she, you know, at nighttime it is a little different from her because she, you know, likes to have some time in the night, but you know, it, it's been nine years now. So she's yeah. adjusted. She <laughs> finds other things to do. And then we spend the afternoons together. I usually get off around noon and we'll go for yeah. a long walk together and, uh, do things together in the afternoon. It, it's definitely the whole family has to adjust.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard from a lot of my friends who work that those kind of shifts at, at TV stations and radio stations. It's, uh, it is hard going back and forth from weekends to weekdays and, and whatnot. Uh, is there anything in particular that you're, you're looking for in terms of stories coming up? I know the the verifies tend to be kind of, Hey, this is, this is popping up, but.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Those verifies um, I'm always on the lookout for them. And and a lot of times they come from viewers uh, will send suggestions, you know, like, Hey, I'm trying to do this. In fact, I got one just recently. um, I put it together. It's not going to air till next week when I'm back at work, but uh, a woman closing on her house and she said, you know, is it better for me to use a cashier's check or, you know, usually wire money when you close on a house. But with all this cyber crimes and all that is that. And so I reached out to our um, some of our folks who are experts in cybersecurity and asked about that. So I'm going to hear that next week. So uh, there are questions that come um, from the public. And then sometimes I just, you know, I'm constantly reading and I have my own questions. Is that true? You know, is this... <laughs> Yeah, there was one. There was a study that came out that said exercise helps make vaccines better. And really, I mean, and I, you know, talked to a couple of folks about that, and it turns out it's just that exercise is good for your body, and the vaccine help. You know, they all help fight you. So the exercise doesn't have a direct impact on the vaccine. It's just you know helps your body prepare to fight disease a little bit better. So those are always interesting. And I'm also really looking for stories. You know, now now that I'm in this phase of my career, I understand more and more that that journalists need to be um, really servants to our viewers and, and help people. You know that the world we live in right now, there's people always looking for help with money, saving money, um, you know, fighting inflation. Um, and, and of course, health now has become a big thing. So I, I want to focus a lot on that, you know, plus occasionally do the upbeat story. Uh, I got a chance right before. I went on vacation to do a story about a UPS employee who's retiring after, I think, 38 years. And he stayed with the company strictly because of someone who mentored him, took the time to go over and spend some time with him and show him that he cared. And then he has been doing that over the years for other employees, trying to be, you know, kind of a living inspiration. I I love doing those stories too, because it, it, the news, let's face it, needs some upbeat stuff every now and then. You need to, it needs to be something more than pandemic and politics.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there's definitely that. Although, I've seen enough experiments with, with good news that turns out people don't really want to watch half an hour of just good news, right?
0: Right, right. No, I think a half an hour of it is a little much because yeah. as much as people don't want to hear over and over again about the pandemic, if you do a story about it, they will their attention will turn to it. So we can't abandon that. But uh, I think every now and then just to give people a taste of, you know, the world's not all that bad out there. There's some good stuff going on.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's good people out there. There's people helping other people. There's – there's positive things, uh, that are happening. You know, not, not everybody is, uh, you know, sick or dying or living in poverty or, or whatnot.
0: Trying to take advantage of you. Or
1: Yeah, trying to take it. Yeah, yeah. But, the, you know, I, I do, I see people, I mean, I, I appreciate the, uh, some of the basic stuff sometimes because you, I still see people who like, hey, I, I clicked on this link that said I was going to, you know, get this you money and, I know, yeah, yeah I was like really wow. after after all these years of getting the emails from the Nigerian princes, you still don't know not to not to click on that one <laughs> uh, all right so so the more challenging question here, Jerry, is what is something cool or fun about you that people might not know
0: um being on television for forty years there's probably not a lot people don't know about me um <laughs> i I <I'm> kind of. <laughs> Uh, I, I tend to I tend to kind of open up and and uh, especially with social media, you know, Facebook it, it is an opportunity to just get, you know, this is what I'm all about. So I don't know. I, I I think maybe one of the things people might not know about me is that I am a, an avid hiker and I love to hike the Appalachian Trail. Um and i uh I, I went on a 50 mile hike it was supposed to be a 100 mile hike but it ended up being a 50 mile hike there's a big story behind that that i that i've been trying to write about i'm also an avid writer um because i uh i, I don't know that i love that way i love to read and i like to write about things too and i've had a couple of blogs over the years that uh, where i've expressed uh things about my experiences with prostate cancer i'm a, su- a survivor of prostate cancer so i i love to I love to hike. I love to read. I love to write. So those are uh, maybe things people know about. Uh, One little tidbit maybe that folks don't know about. i I love to brag on my father. He was an Olympic coach and uh, coached um, in both the 1976 and was named head coach of the 1980 Olympic Games. So I got to attend the 1972 Olympics in Munich and the 1976 Olympics in Montreal. Yeah. And I, I would have gone to the 80 Olympics in Moscow, but we had a little uh a little problem boy, with some things that were going on with <laughs> Russia and didn't didn't uh the US didn't attend those Olympic Games. But, you know, it was great. I got to my father ran a track club in Gainesville, Florida, where I was growing up, and I got to meet and even train with some of the greatest track athletes. Frank Shorter, who won the Olympic gold medal in the marathon, a guy named Marty Lucori. if people are avid runners, they know his name. He and I trained together a lot. He was one of the best milers in the world in his day, so That's maybe something people don't know.
1: And do you like, do you follow college football at all? Is there anything? Just a uh, tad.
0: Anything interesting? Just a a bit. Um, Yeah. You know, I even, uh, when I was a college student at the University of Georgia, went to New Orleans to watch Georgia beat Notre Dame in the Sugar Bowl and win the national championship on January 1st, 1981. And then 41 years later, I was in Indianapolis when Georgia won again. Took a little bit longer than we wanted to win a <laughs> championship, but maybe not so long this time around. Maybe, maybe, yeah, the wait- yeah. maybe the wait's only a couple of days now.
1: That's right. All right, last so this this one's a toss up. Either last book you've read or the last podcast you listened to. Uh,
0: last book is um, uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. So i I'm uh, on I'm on a I'm on a, uh, a site called Goodreads where you set a goal for how yep. many books you're going to read per year. And my goal this year was 50 books. I'm at 49 and a half. I'm actually in the process of reading number 50 right now. But that, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, what what I, in order to get a lot of books, I'm, uh, I have a Kindle and I'll go to Amazon and Kindle has a place where you can buy some books for a dollar.
1: Right. And Dr. Right. Jekyll
0: and Mr. Hyde was on there for like a dollar 50. I'm, I'm going to read that book.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I'm I'm working my way through the, uh, I, I downloaded the Agatha Christie collection.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those
1: are Those are really good.
0: I, I read. Have... Um, uh, oh, which one of those did I read? The one on the train. Uh, on or, <laughs> Mur- the Orient Express. Murder on the Orient Express. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I read that one. Um, I have all kinds of lists of I need to read, you know, and so I'm <laughs> <Right>. going through. <laughs>
1: all right. Favorite
0: local restaurant. Um, that one's tough. You know, my wife and I don't go out that much. We we because of my schedule. We <laughs> we eat mostly at home. And I had to put a lot of thought into that, but I I would have to say the Vortex is oh, my good. favorite local restaurant because good. I love the good, variety good of hamburgers that they have. It's a very interesting place. Yeah, um, and and the the hamburgers are just uh, they're very good, and the variety. <clears throat> I, I I love the idea that they have uh, a Elvis Presley hamburger with um, with peanut butter and banana on it. I haven't tried that one yet. I usually I usually I haven't, tr- I haven't tried that one. I haven't yeah, tried that one either. I, right. I've had the, <coughs> I've tried the one with pimento cheese on it, and then I really like the the blue cheese and mushroom. Yeah, but I, what, I, one of these favorite. days I'm going to be brave enough to try the I think it's the triple bypass, which is uh, just sounds like a heart attack waiting to happen. <laughs> the, the one with grilled cheese sandwiches for the buns.
1: Yeah, I yeah I I I always look at that one and go that's, that sounds really good, but I'm going to I go with the mushroom one. I'm, I'm a mushroom fan. All yeah. right, fa- favorite uh, favorite guilty pleasure.
0: Oh, I would, I mean, college football, no doubt about it. I, I, I think I've watched a bit of every single bowl game played this year. And I know a lot of people say there are too many bowl games. They're inviting <clears throat> I want more. I wish that there were a hundred <laughs> bowl games. All I right, just, uh, I devour college football during the season and, you know, big Georgia Bulldog fan. So I'm especially, uh, uh emotional about those games.
1: All right. Uh, lo- favorite local getaway and this could be Atlanta or, or, or anywhere in the
0: state. Uh, the, the mountains, North Georgia mountains. I, I love to go to Blue Ridge. I love Delonica. I, uh, you know, the, the Appalachian Trail is just above Delonica and I we love to take, you know, day hikes on the, on the AT or any other hikes. My wife and I went to Yona Mountain. We, uh, one of our COVID vacations was up. We stayed near Helen and we would go to Yona Mountain and different places around there to go on hikes. So North, North Georgia mountains are, that's my okay. place.
1: And, uh, favorite non-work
0: hobby. Um, probably already rattled them all off. Uh, okay, we, it all right. hiking, hiking, and and reading the yeah. two of them together. If I could hike and read at the same time without <laughs> tripping and falling over, I would probably do that.
1: Can you do audiobooks? Does that work for you?
0: Yeah, that's true. That that's. Uh, but you know, when I when I'm hiking, I like to be free of distractions. So yeah. I, uh, now, if I'm just taking a walk around the neighborhood, yeah, I'll do. I will do an audiobook. Yeah, uh, I,
1: I yeah. When I'm when I'm hiking, I tend to. I don't. I don't like to listen to music. I just. You know, the, the nature part is why I like to hike. So I, oh, yeah. I don't like to track it up with uh, music or, or other noise. Plus, I like to kind of hear what's going on around me. Just right. Exactly. You never know You never know Same. Out. All right. Is there anything else about Channel 11 that we haven't talked about that would be interesting for folks to know? I know you guys have added some new reporters, new anchors mm-hmm. lately. Um, Anything anything else new and different that we should mention? Uh,
0: you know, it, it's it's sort of a, a shame, but working the morning shift – and I've got to know, you know, working the morning shift, you're so different. I mean, you're up at such weird hours, and so you get to be a, a team there. You get – you know, you have – I don't know, you, bond, you really bond when you're on that shift, and so um, – Most of my best friends from work are there on that morning shift. The shame is that I don't know anyone now. I mean, I know a few people working uh, on the night shift and most of them are folks who have transitioned from morning to day to night. (laughs) Um, Jennifer Bellamy and I are are very close friends and we, we haven't seen each other across paths in the newsroom and I don't know how long, but we stay in touch with each other, both big Bulldog fans and big Falcons fans. Um, So we celebrate together and moan and groan together over the Falcons. Um, but you know, unfortunately, I don't know a lot of the new people, and it's it's um, very interesting. It started with COVID, where you lost touch with people, right? All right, right. Even well, though during- I'm back in the newsroom, I'm, I'm still not in touch. I still don't know a lot of the our, of our new folks.
1: Well, it's funny during during COVID, I found that I knew some, I knew a lot of reporters at stations where uh, the other reporters hadn't even met them yet. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, I've been talking to so and so and zooming with so and so, and like, I, who's that? I, I haven't yeah. met them. <laughs>
0: Right, right. Yeah. uh well, a, a Mike at your station has emailed us already. Mike, that's great. Who's Mike? Yeah. I don't, I don't I don't have a mic. <laughs> so it's uh, it's been a very different, very different period of time to work in the in in this business and just exist in general.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Well, Jerry, we appreciate your time. We've been talking Absolutely. with Jerry Carnes with uh, Eleven Alive WXIA TV in uh, in Atlanta. And uh, tune in next week or the week after for another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. And as always, if you're looking for our database of Atlanta journalists, go to Mitch's no, – Wait, that's not right. Go to leftstandlantamedia.com. But if you're a journalist looking for sources, go to mitchesmediamatch.com or just give me a call, as most people do, and uh, we'll figure it out from there. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you.
0: Take care, Mitch.